Hello, Grace. How are you? Exciting time. You know it's Baptism Sunday today? Come on, you guys can't get more excited about Baptism Sunday. Holy come on, you have no idea what you're in for. That's why you're not as excited as I am. We, we did a first service, man. We had some awesome life changes, some cool stories that you're going to hear, different stories. Uh, we had some people come up earlier uh, and share what God has been doing in their life. And then, of course, why they're here with the family to baptize in front of you. Because uh, for the, the, the biggest part that you and I need to realize is the people that are coming up to baptize are declaring a truth that has already happened, that they've already surrendered and given up their life to Jesus. And now they just want to make it public and signify that just as Jesus went down into the grave and came back on the third day with the power of Jesus, the same man, the resurrection power of God, we also are going to declare the same by being baptized, going down into the water, recognizing and representing to you guys that their old life is dead and they're coming up in new life in Jesus. That's going to that's gonna be the symbol today, but here's, here's, what I, here's what I want you to know. You can get excited. I'm not trying to stop you from clapping. You guys have plenty of time to clap. You guys have a big role in this. We're family, so the people that you see in here, it is our job for life to be encouraged them on, on their journey. They want to make it public. That's, that's not just because they want to come up and, and do some public speaking, which everyone's fearful of, including myself. They want to let everyone else know what God's doing in their life so that you can support and pray for them and love on them like a family. But the, the second reason why we want to do this publicly is because we know that some of you today might be making a decision to say, you know what, this has been far too long for me to put off baptism. I need to be baptized today. So if that's you, if you're thinking about that, you want to make that decision, then we have people in the green room. Jean's going to be able to see that wave. She's got a big old smile. She's waiting for you. And a whole bunch of other people in the green room to talk to you, maybe about the decision that you think that you know, think that you may not know. You can talk with someone back there. And we have clothes for you. You know, you put on some... some some of those clothes that we already, and we have towels for you, and ladies, we don't have makeup, but you know, we have everything else. The, here, here, here's, here's why I say that. It's not to try to get you baptized. That this isn't about Grace Church. It's not how many people get wet today. It's not about baptism. This is solely about what God's doing in your life. This is all about Jesus. So if he's doing something in you, we want to help you as a family respond, because that's what we do. This has nothing to do with trying we're not trying to do anything. God is trying to get your attention and letting you know with the family orientation that he's madly in love with you. So I hope you receive that today. So you guys ready for this? Without further, yeah, see, there you go. That, now you're excited. Okay, all right. So without further ado, go ahead and open your Bibles up to Matthew 28. I'm going to read a couple of verses out of this scripture, and then we're just going to dive right into it. There's going to be a shortened message, because I just kind of want to throw some truths at you about the people that are coming up. And then the major message is really going to be about what God's doing in their lives that you need to listen to, because, I mean, it's just awesome. So, Father, we're about to break open your word, and we ask in Jesus' name, by your grace, you would let us see what it is that you see that you would speak to us, that you would change us, and that we would leave here more like Jesus than when we came in here. And everybody said, you say, when you say amen, you agree. It's just a dangerous prayer. But anyway, you did it. So, all right, here goes. So verse 18, it says, Jesus came and said to them, quote, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So go, therefore, verse 19, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, listen to this, the Son and the Holy Spirit. So that, that doesn't mean that we dunk them three times. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. That's a Trinitarian idea where it's representative. The one idea that we get baptized would be representative of the three persons. 
That's kind of deep, you know. It's a little deep. Just think about it. So baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20 is teaching them, this is what Jesus says to you and I, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded to you. And behold, this is the key verse. If not underlined, if you don't recognize this, this is it right here. I am with you always to the end of the age. You ever want to know what the point of this whole thing is? The direction that God gives you, the commandments and the promises that he wants to give to you, it's all about his presence. He gives you boundaries and ideas and goals and promises and invitations and offerings in your life so that you can not just experience his hand, but also his heart. God has everything to do with this idea of Jesus and making him known to you personally. It's about God's presence. I want you to go in, in everything that I've commanded you to do. I want you to teach everyone else. And, and you and I's reaction is, man, that's tough. God says, oh, I'm going to be with you. Good. Well, then you have to baptize. Man, I've never baptized anybody. You have to do it in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to be with you. Okay. You see, this is a lot more manageable. He's saying if we don't enjoy and love and long for God's presence alone, we can't experience any of his gifts. That's deep. Again, let that sink in. I don't know where these are coming from this morning, but I just wanted to, to give them to you. So I think there's a significance that, that we need to be brought into that I want to talk about today. That's the significance of being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And there's three problems, there's three desires that you and I rummage through throughout our culture. There's three major ideas that we come into a block. There's three areas in which we have the longest void inside of our hearts. And I believe that being baptized in representation of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit satisfies those voids in our lives. So, so let, me, let me just share them, the three with you right off the bat. They are the approval addiction. You and I are addicted to trying to be approved by other people around us. We do this by horizontal approval. The hope that our family and our friends and our people at school and the people sitting right by us, our spouse, our kids, everyone that we know of that would be approved, that they would let us know that they like us, that they love us, that they enjoy us. We have this addiction to be approved. The second one is that we're trying to meet certain standards so that we can actually have confidence. And that's just this performance trap. And we are, we are working hard for the success of our nation. We want to be successful. We want to be portrayed as successful. Man, every time we post something on Facebook, we hope that it has a lot of likes to it. Because we work so hard to put it out there and nobody even recognized it. I'm talking to a generation right there. The third one is who I am. What, what am I doing here? What's my purpose? We all mess with this. Those three identity pieces of who we are and what my expression is. Because if I know who I am, if I know my identity, if I'm satisfied in the foundation of who God says I am, that's going to bring me clarity on my calling and purpose in my life. And we talked about that last week. But here, here's what I want to say. The, three, the idea of approval addiction, the idea that we are in this performance trap, and the idea that we have a confusion of identity are satisfied in the Father's love, the Son's work, and the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the, the significance of being baptized in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because if you and I actually grapple to hold of the idea that the Father's love for us, the Father's love for you is unconditional, 
that God loves you as a father, so much so that you belong, that he made a place for you, that you fit in. Your approval addiction horizontally would disintegrate because the one vertically is established. The second idea is that we have this, uh, this performance trap that we just long to do well. We go to work and we put all the effort into, we want to be successful, and we want other people to see us as successful. But then when we fail, which is exactly the thing that we're avoiding, then our confidence goes down with it. All because our identity is shifted. Our identity is in performance and the approval of others when really it should be that the Father's love approves us and that we don't have to work hard because Jesus already lived that hard-working, perfect life that we long for. And if we trust in Jesus and put faith in Him, then we know the Holy Spirit's going to empower us right now, constantly, step by step, to really remind us our identity of the Father's love so that we can trust in the Son's work and walk out the life that God has asked for us. So when we see these, these truths, we, we have to first see our need. And that's where we go wrong as a culture. That, that's, where, that's where we get a little bit distracted because we are in a comfortable society. We live in a comfortable culture where we don't see our need inside of our own heart because we're so busy and that we're so attained to other measurements that we have no idea that our soul is rotting away. And I, I get reminded of that scripture that says, what does it benefit you if you gain the whole world but forfeit your soul? And we are a nation, I don't care what the economy says, we are a nation wealthy beyond means. But really what we just sang about, what David just talked about, is the desire of our heart is to be rich in something that is unseen. To be rich in the Father's love. To be rich to be approved. To be rich because we're spoken for. To be rich in the love that we get from Jesus. To actually trust in something that God's already done for us. To put our faith in Him. To live vicariously through Jesus so that we can be empowered each and every day through God's presence to do what it is that we're called to do. And if we get a hold of this idea, it's going to be life-changing. That's what God wants us to do. Never to forget the very last verse, the most important factor of, of it all. The most important factor of heaven, the most important factor of right now, God's presence. It's all about Him. It's all about Jesus shaking everything else away and just experiencing God's presence so that we can see Him for who He is we can also be seen properly. Because isn't it the idea that when we, that when we talk about death, that in 1 Corinthians 15, death has lost its sting. They have no hold on us anymore. So the people that are going to be coming up today and to be baptized, they're going to get in the tank and they're going to go underwater, symbolizing a death that they no longer have to experience just to proclaim that they are satisfied with the Father's love, that they are trusting in the Son's work, not their own, and that they're hoping, in Jesus' name, hoping that they will be empowered each and every day, given over to what God has for them. And here's the great paradox of the kingdom. To actually obtain the life and the promises and everything that God has for us, we can't hold on to it. We have to let it go. We let our life go and we pick up his. We surrender more and we gain more of him. We give more of our life up so that we can get more of his. And John 3.30 says it 
is we must decrease and he must increase. It's the simplest idea of gaining more of God's presence so that he can be real in our lives. Because, you know, we all go after this idea. I love the conversation that Jesus had with his disciples and you and I in John 14, where he had the conversation of saying, hey, you know the Father actually prepared a place for you? Now, why would he tell you and I that? We're here on earth. We have a lot to do. We have a lot to, to see. We have a lot to worry about, really. Why would Jesus take the time out and say, hey, let me tell you about something. The Father is preparing a place for you because you belong. You fit in. You don't need to be approved by everybody else anymore. You are approved by God. And I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I am going to prepare a place for you. That's what Jesus says. And then he goes on to say that this idea of a heavenly father in which you long for, you don't have to try harder anymore. Isn't that what we do inside the church? We get into these conversations to say, hey, we hear a really good message, and we say, yes, I know, I need to pray more. I know, I need to, I need to spend more time reading the word. I know, you don't have to tell me I need to do more. I know, and then I need to come to church more. I just need to be here like, you know, once every six months. You know, just something I'm working on. We all do that, don't we, inside the church? And I just want to declare right now the truth that that's a contradiction in terms. We can't try harder for something that's already been done for us. So if we look at the life of Jesus and actually give up to say, okay, God, I'm putting my faith in you, and I'm surrendering everything I am for you, we have to have the trust and the satisfaction in who God is and the work of Jesus so that we can actually be satisfied with his presence and his peace and his life and his freedom not to do it on our own. So our, our recommendation is not, man, I need to try harder. It's I need to get more out of myself. I need to decrease. I need to surrender more so that when I read this, it comes alive to me. And I'm addicted because I get to know the author and the creator and the perfecter of my faith, not just words written on the page. And when I pray, it's not just about words coming out. It's a conversation to an intimate and personal God that I'm having because I've given everything up. I've emptied myself so that I can be full in him. That's the contradiction in terms. If we want the life that Jesus offers, we have to get rid of ours. And that's the very place that we stop because we feel that our life is pretty good. My life is pretty comfortable. And I just want to let you know that the, the people that are coming up to be baptized today are declaring quite opposite. Their life is worthless. Their life is being put to death. And the new life that they're living is all in Jesus. That in Him, they have new life. In Him, they are a new creation. In Him, they are declared worthy. In Him, they are a child of God. All because they want to feel and experience the Father's love. They want to trust in the Son's work. And they want to be empowered for the fullness of God by the Holy Spirit. So you guys ready for some of that? The band's going to come up because this is going to be a very celebratory time. And we're going to watch a, a couple of videos here in a second. But I, I just want to let you know that you as a family, we, we want to celebrate as well with the people that are going through this. And today, for sure, but also ongoing as well. 
So as, as, as they're being baptized, we want to celebrate by a few ways. If you want to get out of your seat after some of the videos to play, and if something really touches you with what you heard from some of these stories, you need to get up out of your seat, maybe out of your comfort zone, and come down and just celebrate with them. Hug them. I know they're wet. You need to get wet too. Because your family, they're declaring to the whole world that they're inside of God as a father in his family because they were chosen. So we need to celebrate in that fact. You think you can do that? I knew you could. I heard second services are rowdy. But anyway, the, the, the second part is, it, is if you are here today and you think, man, there is something about my life, my heart, my soul that God's tugging on that I need to give up. And if you need to have that conversation, just surrender your life up today, you can go talk to someone in the green room. During the video, it doesn't matter. If God's working on you, we just want to be here as a family to support that idea. And maybe you just have some questions. Maybe just go over there and get some questions answered. Are you guys ready for this? I just want you to prepare your heart. So let me just pray for you. Father, we're about to hear some life-changing stories. And these are amazing stories about what has already happened in the past to these people. But Father, I pray that right now there are some things that we need to hear. And I just pray that you would open up our hearts and open up our minds so that we can actually feel and experience and know what it is that you're teaching us today. God, we pray that right now in Jesus' powerful name. Everybody said, Amen. Hey, let's check out this first video.